I'm Adam Mock, a 40-something-year-old uh, film critic, and today we're going to watch one of my all-time favorite horror films of all time. I'm Melanie Weir, a 27-year-old contract breached. I don't know what I am. <laughs> and this was a movie. Uh, and we have a special guest today. This is my brother. Hi. Is what I should have said. I'm, uh, I'm Mike Weir. I'm... Uh... I'm a uh, lost and slightly confused carpenter in the city here. Yeah. <laughs> what do you carpent? I, I carpent uh, sets, theatrical sets. That's awesome. He yeah. was also a theater major. Oh, there you go. Wow. And we're about to make you watch... A podcast. Welcome back to Made You Watch a Podcast. I have to take off my jingle Uh-oh, dangles. Mel's got to take off her jingly things. Oh, oh a few ASMR people. There's beads. Getting it done. <laughs> we'll put that on Patreon. <laughs> uh, if if uh, people are willing to pay for it. People are willing to pay for anything. Well. So today on the show, keeping with the spirit of Halloween, I picked what I consider my favorite all-time horror film. Now, it's, it's by John Carpenter. The uh, the horror master who gave us Halloween, and it's not Halloween, I because everybody does Halloween yeah, on Halloween. Yeah, that was what I was. Uh, sh- uh, you were like, all right, it's a Halloween movie, and I was I, like, it's cold. I love Halloween. Halloween's a great movie. It's it it's the birth of the slasher flick, in my opinion. But the thing is just a well crafted horror film, and we're doing 1982 John Carpenter's The Thing. Indeed, it's it's a it's a remake of a of an old movie that was called, I believe, a thing from outer space, which was just a giant. Which bald gives guy. a lot more away. <laughs> and it wasn't you know really what, a shape shifting. I understand the first scene better. What was the? What do you the mean? The first scene with the spaceship, because well, I was like, well, why would you give that much away at the beginning? Was my narrative question. Well, we're gonna get to that. But given that it was the title originally, I'm like, ah. So now we've already watched this, and. Um, we always do that. Yeah, we, we, we're, we're just breaking the fourth wall. We we watch these movies beforehand. We've, because we've broken this wall many times. Oh, so Have many no times. illusions. <laughs> we're lying to you. But um, this time, I, I just, I love this movie. Like, on my letterbox, this is in my top four of my favorite movies. With our idol... Uh, you really should. You've been... Oh, uh, we should get this out in the open. I feel like you said you wanted to hype this, and I agree. We've been fired. Oh, we got fired from our job? They actually fired us yeah. specifically. I don't know why. I think that it's because, secretly, I think I can say this now. They don't own yeah, this. Go ahead. We own this podcast now. I can say whatever the fuck I want. Oh, yeah. Um, we own this bitch. Oh, I'm going to publish that rant that I went on when they were overworking us and I was like dying. There's like a 15. Oh, it was a whole, it was a whole thing. The, the, the company that will not be named, we're going to treat it like Voldemort. I don't even think we should say their name anymore. We shouldn't. Their name is out there. Listen to the formal podcast. It'll be, it'll be gone soon anyway because they're going to close it down. This was like the producer situation and we were supposed to fail, which is why they gave us such ridiculous goals to meet and we're just too awesome and we kept meeting them. So they had to fire us. Oh yeah. We were hitting all our goals. And then they kept Carly because her name wasn't on the podcast. But they let us keep Made You Watch. So yeah. we're going to keep so. it going. We're going to try to start a network, get some of our friends on here. We actually, we were devastated at first, but now I have a lot more. We have a lot more 
freedom to do oh, yeah. what we wanted to do with this instead oh, no. of We're constantly build- being told no. We're going to build an empire out of this puppy. Join us. Follow Join us on us. Twitter for news. <laughs> we are at Made You Watch a Podcast. I am at Spoopity Boop. That's S-P-O-O-P-I-T-Y-B-O-O-P. It's an old college nickname. I'm really thinking about changing it. It's hard to it's hard to explain to people what because they always think I'm saying poop. There you go. I'm at um, ad, A-D underscore mock. Yes. And the show is just Made You Watch. Yep. That's it. It's that It's that simple, folks. Okay, we got to get back into this thing. We are rambling like lunatics. You were doing something with the board. I, I was know, trying I to was fill time. With, I was messing with knobs. Okay. So, um, yeah, so we're watching the thing. Um, we're just going to play the trailer for you, and then we're going to come right back and jump right into this puppy, because it's, it's something to behold. Be right back. Ooh. Itself. It wants to hide inside an imitation. It'll fight if it has to, but it's vulnerable out in the open. If it takes us over, then it has no more enemies. Nobody left to kill it. And then it's one. You guys gonna listen to Gary? He can beat one of those things! Welcome back, and what did you think of this one, Mel? Adam, I, uh, 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 I, I don't watch movies for this. Oh, you're breaking my heart. So sorry, if we did, like, sound effects, this would be, like, a, a baseball swinging and, like, a whiff and then, like, glass breaking. Really? Yeah, it's just... You didn't just, like it. I... Did you like it at all? No, yeah, I appreciate almost every aspect of it. Okay. Here's the thing. I appreciate that it is a good version of what it is. It is a good horror movie. It's well made. The practical effects are <laughs> to die for. Um, Literally. It's well directed. The, the use of suspense is is very, it, like, it's a very well utilized narrative tool. The problem is I don't like any of that when I watch movies. It's just not for me. It's for someone else. I I watch movies because my life is is miserable a lot of the time. You're an escapist. Yeah, I am very much an escapist. So you don't I, want like depressing shit. No! Okay. I like shit that gotcha. makes me think. It's okay if it's a little sad if it makes me think and it's like philosophical. This didn't have a satisfying ending. Oh, as, we're gonna dis-a-fucking-gree on that. It didn't have a satisfying ending for me because I knew what was going to happen. Like no matter, I didn't. Did you though? The how did is, you know? 
the way it was going to end. No, I didn't. That's what I'm about to say. The, I didn't know how it was going to end. That's the But I knew who opinion. was going to live, which was nobody. And as soon as I realized it was a nobody lives situation, I had to cease caring about all the characters to protect myself because that's how I watch movies. But did you know it was a no one is going to live at the end ending? I knew... As soon as he was handing out the sticks of dynamite and saying, go blow this part, go blow this part, and probably well, a little before then, and I was like, oh, come on, that's it. It might not have ended. Yeah, I know. It's like the end of Mass Effect 3, but bad. Yeah, no, there's a, there, there is a very stern question mark at the end of this film, and that's... I'm a nihilistic Fine. fuck, and that's why I love this shit. This, this shit is why I don't tickles. watch Seinfeld. Well, let's let's get Mike into this. Yeah, like, I feel just bad. jump in. You are so good at <laughs> jumping so in quiet. with yourself when what you are you, out there. What did Mike think of this? Well, uh, yes I, and us. I gotta say, I, I understand. I'm also not a big into. Uh, I'm missing a lot of classic horror. I think I watched the, a lot of we Hitchcock both are. when I was younger. Yeah, okay. I don't know what it is. We just didn't stay. Dad was, doesn't do horror movies. That's a problem. Really? He, well, he tried to take our mother on a date once and wound up punching her in the head on one. What? I know Wait, what? this story. What movie was that? <laughs> well, yeah. Our parents have actually a lot Hold of really on. fun date stories. I have to keep up the tradition. <laughs> Hi, Mr. and Mrs. Weir. I always have to say hi to them on the show. <laughs> That's kind of my thing. I was texting my mom, and I was like, Adam wants you to come on the show. She was like, I don't do New York. It's too crowded. I'll come to her. We'll bring the whole rig. Let's do it. I think, I think <laughs> the story was, I invited you for though. Thanksgiving. The invitation still stands. We're going to go eastbound and down. Get it done. Uh, it's a new house. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is a new house. I don't know what's going to happen. I, it's going to be sweet. I've, I've thought about it. I have, I'm kicking it around. I, listen, dude, I would rather you spend it with somebody than stay here alone in New York. That's sad. No offense to anybody who spends Thanksgiving right. alone in New York. It's just if you don't want to, like, bummer. So, Mike, what did you think of this one? Uh, I'm a big appreciator of the practical effects in this, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it was just... Uh, what was and the, the background you gave too? Put it all in context. This was somebody new on the scene who was doing this. I could uh, be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he worked for a big name, and then I really wish I had. I wish I had his name up, but um, if I remember the story right, and I could be this could be completely apocryphal. I believe he was like a new guy, and he was just trying stuff, and he came up with some of the most insanely almost beautiful in a disgusting way yeah it was i was i was commenting during the film this was another thing that i appreciated yeah i it was very artful and i appreciated it bridging the gap between and this is going to sound strange for a second between comedy and horror okay not in the sense that any of it was funny to me like haha funny to me it's just, it was so, you guys finally, like, put it into words for me. It was so absurd that it's, I had to yep, laugh at some of it. It's jarringly funny. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was, and it was, I could, it was, like, it's sort of like how you hear folk music, and you're like, oh, this is a lot like country music, but when you listen to the words, <laughs> it's not the same at all. Yeah. And, like, that when the head started crawling along using its tongue, <laughs> yeah. I was like, this was a gag at the end of an episode of Gravity Falls. This is so, <laughs> oh, this horrifying, movie. but it's so funny. It did, yeah, and it made it made a little nice little Venn diagram between like grotesquely <laughs> absurd and comedically absurd when you yeah. heard that screech come out of that spider thing. <laughs> and those little like the little tendrils, yeah. like you know they have little air systems hey, built you, into it. It's just I flicking them around. I think like to get in my mouth. <laughs> come on, get it. It's nice in here. Get in my mouth. So we're let's get into what the movie's about. Basically, the movie starts off on something that most people that I know who watch this movie always forget is a flying saucer. 
It's just a cheesy ass flying saucer circling the earth. It crashes in Antarctica. But you're not sure later on in the movie what year it happened. This could have been a hundred thousand yeah, years you ago. You said you caught it for the first time. Exactly. Sorry, I'm not. Because when they dig up, well, we'll get to it. They dig up a ship, and they say like this thing could be a hundred thousand years old. Like this could have been here the whole time, and no one knew it. You know, and there's little things in this movie that you you don't get on your first watch. And I think that's why I was kind of narrating you the were film very, to you guys. You were pointing out a lot of stuff at first. I was like, why are you because telling me all this? And then you were like, this is one of those things you have to watch twice. And I'm like, oh. Because I know like your neurodivergent was... way of watching shit. And you, you, like, you'll start trailing off. I knew you were going to trail off a few times. So I just wanted you to like, I'm throwing thing. I'm throwing clues at you. When I learned to read, I also learned to skim because I wanted to read faster than everybody else. So I skim through things fast, and I kind of watch movies the same way. I kind of skim for the important details. Oh yeah. And the thing is, also with horror, I feel like I don't like it because I can't expect it because I had I haven't watched a bunch of it. Yeah. I I, I appreciate uh, repetitive patterns. <laughs> I appreciate knowing what's going to come next. Yeah, no, it's easier that way, because when you're sifting through for the information, you're not trying to figure out what the heck the plot's going to be. You can watch, and you can watch the actual artful details of how it's exactly. done Exactly. I like being... And you know what the thing was? I, could, I couldn't I could guess where the plot was going to go with this film, but every time something happens, I was like, yeah. Now, did you ever read, like, Agatha Christie when you were a kid? No. Um, there was a book called... Originally, it was entitled Ten Little Indians, and they changed it because it was Yikes. racist, and they called it, and then there were none. That's a better title. It was kind of like uh, this. It was basically the premise of this movie where you have 10 people in a situation and you don't know who the bad guy is. Oh, yeah. For all you kids out there, this is an Among Us situation. Oh, yeah. This is a. This is. If they ever made an Among Us movie, I want John Carpenter directing the same thing. Wait, it would be dark as Johnny, fuck, and it would rock. Johnny, baby, <laughs> have I got a proposition for you? Oh, horror master on Twitter, we're calling you. We, you got to make the Among Us movie. I, I, a lot of people would love that, dude. And he's he's thinking about getting back in the game. Like he wants to. He he's I'm just gonna, been he's just been touring with his son doing his music because he wrote the soundtrack to this Halloween like. He writes his own soundtracks. This is going to fuck with the mic, and I'm sorry in advance. Oh, no. Johnny, baby, I got a real proposition for you, buddy. You got to <laughs> hear me out on this one. <laughs> Among Us, the movie. Yeah. He did do Ghost of Mars. Not a great film, but... That doesn't sound... I, I, you I can hear it in the title. Ice Cube was in it. It was, it was, it was okay. It was it was a fun action year. Which one's Ice Cube? Ice Cube is the one who was in like, um, are we there yet? Um, he was in Friday. Oh, I thought you would have seen Are We There Yet. It was a kids film. Um, I think I was a little past. He, he was the one song. in NWA, the one who's on uh, NCIS. And, uh, I mean, uh, Law and Order. Yeah, that's Ice T. Ice. <laughs> the other Ice. Well, there's Ice T. There's Ice. No, Cube. which one's on yeah. NCIS? That's Ice T. Yeah, that's right. Ice T. No, he's not on NCIS. No, is he? not on NCIS. He's on Law and Order. One of them is on NCIS. They're Who's all on the NCIS? same show, but he's on the right. Law and Order. Who's on, on NCIS? Nobody. Uh, no, that's Harmon. not true. There's a former rapper on NCIS Los Angeles. Oh, that. Oh, you're thinking of LL Cool J. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> we 
went on a fucking cool. weird. Not ice. We are not talking right, about this right, movie. All right, all right, We're 60 all right, minutes all right, in. All right, all right, all right. Okay, now, ladies. <laughs> That's Andre <laughs> That is not the same. Thing. I was just riff. I was you riffing. Were riffing. You were riffing. You're doing all right. Okay. I was trying to bridge the gap. We got to get back into this, puppy. We are fucking way off the rails, but I love it because we're just we're having a weird day. So the movie stars the amazing Kurt Russell. I I do love as Kurt Mick Russell. Reddy. Mick Reddy is a name that I've seen referenced, and now I can be like I understand that reference. He's the chopper pilot. Basically, it's a bunch of dudes in a, an Antarctic research base, and one day they see they hear this chopper coming in. It's just flying over and they're like what the fuck and they're just it's some and they're dude shooting at a husky he is just shooting at offended. a husky like he is the fucking governor of alaska he's getting <laughs> it's not cool dude <laughs> i can see russia from my house exactly and this dog is you know like serpentine and getting away they're missing left and right they land the dog runs up to one of the uh, the he guys. Gives him a little doggy hug. Oh, he's so cute, and he hugs one of the McCready's guys, and they're like, "What the hell's going on?" These dudes land. It's a Norwegian helicopter. It's a bunch of guys from Norway, sure. from another research base miles away. One of them pulls out a grenade, and it <laughs> slips out of his hand. He looks behind him, goes, "Oh no!" And he goes running. His buddy's digging for it. Why? Blows up himself. Blows up their chopper, and then. He goes, don't, he's, he's screaming in Norwegian, like, get away from the dog. Get away from the dog. And they're like, what the hell is this idiot saying? And one of them, he pulls out his, like, his uh, assault rifle, who's about to shoot the dog, shoots one of their guys in the leg, and then one of their guys shoots him in the head. And it, they're like, what the fuck just happened? We need to figure this out, but first, let's stitch this dude up. So the, the doc is stitching him up. The doc is... Um, is uh, Richard Dysart. I don't know this guy. Dr. Copper. Weirdest shit about this is he has a nose ring. Yeah. This just dude's like in his late 40s, maybe 50s, has a nose ring it in was a 82. Choice. It was the weird. And he didn't look like a nose ring guy. It was a choice. <laughs> um, so he's sewing this dude up. He has a little like hole in his leg. And he's like, ah, you did fine. It just grazed you. And Four stitches. We're the, you know the the rest of the crew is trying to figure out what's going on. McCready, uh, Kurt Russell's playing chess with a he has a nice bottle of uh, nice bottle of whiskey and he's drinking it with some ice and playing, playing chess. chess with the computer. And Very I believe old. it's um um oh, what is her name? I can't. I'm just gonna skip it. Whatever. Um, <laughs> who did I say I, it was? When you said it, it was somebody with really nice boobs. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> hold that on. was what you were saying. I'm gonna be editing so much of this just because I really want Adrian Barbo. Ah. It's Adrian Barbo who has great boobs. I believe she was playing the uh, computer that McCready's playing. He gets pissed off because which it we shouldn't be reducing her to that because we don't even see them. It's just oh no, she's a voice, great voice. She's a computer voice. She was in the fog though, which is another John Carpenter film. So um, he just gets sick of the shit, pours his whiskey into the computer, tells her to go fuck herself, and he goes downstairs. He's like, "What's with this dog walking around the place? Like, what is going on here?" And the and they're like, well, "Why don't you go lock up the dog?" And they put the dog in this big pen where they have all the other huskies and the other huskies are just kind of like laying there like yeah whatever just not thinking anything of it one of us 
And this dog just lays down. And stares at the wall. Stares at the wall like a fucking lunatic. This dog is awesome. Like, the other dogs are just, like, laying like... The other dogs are suspect. They are suspect of of this dog. And all of a sudden, they're just, like, freaking out. And that's when the special effects kick in. And this dog's head splits open like a goddamn like a Stranger Things demon. It, yeah. Uh, and, and there's like hoses and weird shit in the, the tongue. Things. That hose tongue was ridiculous. Oh. It uh. reminds me of a uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Mm. Very much so. It's very vegetal. But that's the thing is, from what we get from this alien, it's been on thousands of planets. So it's absorbed like creatures we can't even comprehend. And that's why I think it gets so fucked up. Like, if you've seen Ben 10, like Kevin Levin. Just yeah. Like, yeah. So we talk about Kevin Levin a lot. I love show. him. <laughs> I like him too. I love him. So they, um, they, they, they get in there and they're like, what the fuck is going on? They look at, and there's just a mound of dog. There's just all these dogs that are half mutated. And just gory, slimy skin dog. There's like antennas and shit coming out of it. Not man's best friend. Nobody's best friend. Amazing. Man's worst enemy. But how effective is that? When that one dog's getting sprayed in the face with whatever's coming out of this alien, it's just like. Yeah, it's sad. It's it is the characters in this movie. I felt the most sympathy for was the dogs. The scientist guy and the dogs. And which which scientist guy? They're all scientists. No, you know. Wilfred Brimley? Doc. Oh, you know the nose ring. He figured it out. The guy who figures it out first and then goes crazy and starts hitting everything with a bat. Wilfred Brimley. Yeah. Yeah, Dr. Blair. Um, I keep calling him Doc because he reminded me of like the, the Doc. Like, from they the seven, all want to be us. From the Seven Dwarves. Oh, he's awesome in this movie. And um, Wilfred Brimley uh, passed away, I think, two years ago. R.I.P. He was one of those actors that just always played a grandpa, a grumpy old fuck, or just an old badass. Yeah. And I don't think he was that old in this movie, to be honest. And he didn't have his like he didn't mustache have, His hair yet. was red. And he didn't have his mustache yet. Like, that mustache is his like bread and butter. It, like, and, and I'm looking at you, too. You have Maybe no idea. Maybe I would idea. recognize him more if I saw the mustache. Oh, so you just... You've... Wilford Brimley was just one of those things from the 80s that, like, you just remember because of, like, diabetes commercials and Quaker Oats <laughs> and all that fun shit. So... Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. So they decide, you know what, like, after all this bullshit, we need to check out the Norwegian camp. So what do they do? They McCready, Kurt Russell me. gets that badass hat. I know Mike didn't like the hat. I... I that hat fucks so hard. That hat's great, but he's <laughs> living in the, the Arctic. Hat, scout. It was it was wearing uh, this this like cowboy style Australian hat though, and it was had the wide brim, but it was tied up in a square. No, it's, it all four edges are flipped up. It's not just one side. What's like an, the purpose like, of the hat? Who the fuck cares? It rules, and all he wears is a hoodie and a leather jacket. That was pretty much my wardrobe in high school. I didn't care how fucking cold it was, and this guy's living in the Arctic. (laughs) And he's got his own shack. He, like, literally has his own shack, and his only job is fly the helicopter and get drunk. Is that why he had that hat? He had to look like the helicopter with the blades on top? Fuck it, man. Like, he he made it work because he's Kurt goddamn Russell. And Russell's the man. I love me some Kurt Russell. Good on the eyes. So, 
Other character in this movie is uh, Keith David plays Childs. I love Keith David. And I love that you didn't recognize him until he said I... that voodoo bullshit. Uh huh. And you were like, oh, it's the frog princess. You, I mean, you told me he was in it, and I know who Keith. Da- I actually, I know who Keith David is from a lot of things. So by now, I just recognize him. But he is so young in this. I'm used to seeing him as like oh, at yeah. least fifty. And he's got mm-hmm. that just that. But deep as soon as he spoke, voice, and it, it, he saying voodoo help. But literally, as soon as he said a full line. I was like, there it is. But he looked so different. He was fucking awesome in this because he's kind of Kurt Russell's, um, like, nemesis, I he guess. He is his foil. They just don't get along. They are foils. They're not enemies. Yeah. They're two characters who are diametrically opposed. They have kind of the same goal, but they're going to go about it in completely they're opposite They're both ways. alphas, and Kurt Russell's just a hint more alpha. They're really just classic. Because that motherfucker They're flies the chopper. Like uh, Iceman. <laughs> he doesn't become alpha once the chopper's destroyed, though. Then his purpose is kind of out of there. This is What's true. What's his name? Like Iceman and, and Maverick. Uh, Maverick, yeah. And Or or like uh, uh, Buzz and Woody. They're uh, foils. Yeah. But but frenemies. They they have to work together. Who are the, but the most classic foils that I learned in my uh, language <laughs> arts class, it was, it was from Shakespeare. It was, um, it was Hamlet. Hamlet and... Himself. For, Fortinbras. Hamlet and Fortinbras. <laughs> Hamlet and himself. Shakespeare nerds. Hit me up on Twitter. So the dogs have just like been annihilated. They're all trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. And Wilford Brimley kind of has the idea that like, no, the, the, like we need to check out the Norwegian place. So they, they go over, they come back, and they bring a body with them. While they were there, Not everything, a human body. everything is frozen. There's icicles everywhere. Like the place is torn asunder, and they find a body. And the, this effect is great. You see blood crystallizing right. out of the wrists yeah. of this guy, and then you see the other wrist, and you're like, "Oh shit, this guy fucking slid his wrist." And then you look; he also slid his throat. And these two are discussing yeah, I, I, the mechanics. I think no, if you're scared enough, you, do, you can do it. If you slit both wrists, you got no hand to slit your throat. It and depends. If you slit your throat first, you're bleeding out too fast to I'm, slit your other wrist. I'm wondering, did he do it up and down the way that like one of them was he wouldn't hit down. a tendon. One you of them know? was done. If up he and goes down. across, he's hitting a tendon and his hands won't work. You can't do it. Nobody do this. I'm just saying that's literally like yeah. a, a way you can slit your wrists. He might still have the uh, wherewithal. And if he's just fucking terrified because an alien shapeshifter has eaten all of your friends and assimilated them, yeah, you'll yeah. do what you have to do. And it is colder there, so blood doesn't come out as fast. So they yeah. bring this body back. That's sad. And it's fucking smoking. The body has like steam coming off it. Yeah, And steam. you look, and it has two heads that almost look like they've They're been... They're fused together at the tongue. The, yeah, like through the mouth. It's not practical. It, it, it looks it's like... Picasso. Though yeah. the effects are. What's the uh, the comedy and tragedy masks? If you took two of those and I should know them, what those are called. Uh, that comedy and tragedy mask. I think. They, have a, they, have a, they have a formal... Whatever they are, like that is what it looks yeah, like. But, but like mutated. It's got long, like fucking nails. and it, it's It's just a mound of human goo. It's cute. It's awesome. I've my nails done before. Huh? So they're like, what the hell could this be, Doc? 
And he, the whole movie, McCready's just talking like fucking, like he's in a western the whole time. I it, love it. It's, and only Kurt Russell. Oh man, he is Rooster Cog burning the shit out of this. He's doing a good job. He's John Wayne. He is very movie. young in this too. You can't really see it because of the beard, but you can well, see why it in I his little. My beard. I was you like, can I'm see it in his little cheeks. Episode. He's got <laughs> apple cheeks. He's a baby. Oh no, this is. I mean. He was probably... This is shortly after Walt Disney said Kurt Russell as his final words. Oh, yeah. That, it, you're right. You're exactly right. You've heard that story, right? No. What? Kurt, um, there's a story that we've talked about on the show before that when Walt Disney died, his last words were Kurt Russell. Because Kurt Russell was one of the original Disney kids. He was in like all the movies. All the live action shit. Which we've and, never seen. And he was like... And people just went to Kurt Russell's like, that's what, yeah, that's what they told me, that uh, his last words were Kurt Russell. And I'm like, that's the coolest, that, that's what makes you the coolest man alive. I well, want to be Kurt Russell well, was when he, I Was he naming him? That's like the, he is. The no, he just said he was just dying. He was on his deathbed. His, his last little things in his brain were firing and Kurt Russell came out. God damn, that's how fucking cool Kurt Russell is. He made Walt Disney say his name on his deathbed. There's something there. That's fucking badass. I wonder badass. who's predicting the future of Disney. The maybe, Disney kids in the Disney channel. Maybe Kurt Russell's responsible for finding his robot body for when the head comes out of the freezer. Oh, shit. He's going to take over Kurt Russell's body. Oh. Fuck no. Don't let him do that. Well, he's kind of old for nah. that. Oh, now. Kurt Russell. That, well, you, that, you saw that Guardians a, 2 movie. He can just take no, over. He's fine. He can just remake his body. Oh, he's, yeah. No, he's fine. <laughs> I would, Kurt Russell. That's canon. Except no, because Goldie Hawn. This is going to be the longest episode, and I love it, because we're not talking about the thing at all. Because if you I didn't could like, not keep my attention on the movie, I guarantee it will be a long-ass episode. So, let's just It's like, just not my genre. Let me just go through it. Let me go through the movie. Just, we'll, we'll go kind of go through like. Yeah, we'll peace. The, the the basic premise is everyone's a suspect. Everyone Clue, could mafia, be among us. And, so, and you know like, what? Wait, before we get into this too, okay, go everyone's on. a suspect because they didn't finish the job in the first fucking place. They Who, did the a Norwegians? half job. We're talking about the Norwegians. No, the Norwegians, clear, I, we don't see what their problem was. We don't know what, the, what they did before they did the dog got out. They did make a prequel to this. They did. They rolled in that one trying to fold that grenade. That was terrible. <laughs> Just the right are not out of his hand. But it's skills. cold. It's cold up there. It could have gotten slippery. Whatever. These had motherfuckers had that dog in a cage. They Kurt Russell said he had a plan. He said, get the flamethrower. And then these assholes didn't finish the burn. They yeah. put it out within, like, what, 10 seconds? That's no. right. You Let are right. Torch him. I was torch like, him. That's what I said. I was like, why are you putting it out right now? <clears throat> yeah. No, they, they literally torch it and run in and put it Kill out. Kill it with fire. Kill it, Kill it with, with fire. fire. Everything Kill it with fire. dies with fire. That's the beauty of all these movies. It works And the Norwegians figured that out. And that's oh, yeah. how he, he knew because he went to that camp and he saw it and he figured it out that that was, that was what they did that and worked. The prequel's awful. The prequel is a great idea that the producers fucked it up because they had all practical effects. Most of it shot. And then they said, no, 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 just do it all CG. A Batgirl And they redid it all. CGI will and never be better than good like practice. goddamn trash. The, I kind of like the dude energy of this movie. Yeah. A woman kind of ruins the balance of... No, 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 what I'm saying is, like, guys can just fucking be like, dude, fuck you. Fuck you, dude. Like, if a girl's there, everyone's oh. going to hold back a little bit. 
And yes. she could be the fucking alien so easily. Any one of these assholes could be the alien and you'd believe it. But if it's a girl, it's like if she's being seductive just to get out of a situation or if she flirts a little, you're like, is she an alien? Even though she's not. You know what I mean? Like, no. I think you need that frat energy of just a bunch I of dudes being bullies to each other. I think it that because it's a bunch of men in a room who've been cooped up for a while, not only is there a lot of cuckoo energy going yeah. around, there's also a lot of like pent up testosterone because also nobody's fucking. That's what I mean. If you had a woman there, even for, like, sexual tension, it would do weird and different things to the energy, yeah. and there wouldn't be that raw sense of pointless competition, which, honestly, is another reason that I could not find this interesting, because yeah. I cannot relate to that situation. No, I just, Guys like... act... I would love to experience <laughs> this. As soon as I walk into a room, I know guys act different. Oh, Totally. We always, we always do. I When we used to work construction, you'd go into an office, your demeanor changes when you see, like, secretaries and stuff. You're like, oh, no, I can't. I never wanted this to. Why be am I dressed like for a this? Minute. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of reasons. I, I like being dressed like this. But also, I'm sure at some point, psychologically, I did it. Because, like, can guys <laughs> stop acting like this around me, please? We try. We're getting better. No, you're well, fine. it's getting better, but it's like now it's it's High like school there's was a lot. That's all I'm saying. It's more balanced now. It's like there are there's a more balanced uh, sense of gender identity in the shop, and I won't say women because it's just it's across the spectrum. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, Nowadays, yeah. Totally. and in theater. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, Shop talk- kids in theater don't have genders. Even the ones with genders don't have genders. Well, this- I told you my favorite welder was a woman who was like half my size and she could lift twice what I could lift. Yes. Oh, I know. Yeah, she I was a like badass. That. But I think well, I, I think I get what you were trying to say, which is pent up testosterone. You don't you, alpha competition energy. It takes away an element that doesn't need to be there because there's already a lot going on. So throwing in a, a female into it. With all these guys who are like been alone for months, it wouldn't. Ruin, it would just be weird. It and wouldn't creepy. ruin the movie. It would change what it has to say. It would change it. the dynamic of it. That's and, all. And she couldn't be one of the first ones to die. She would survive the longest because she's the the different element. Well, now you're talking about horror tropes. I'm just exactly. But I'm saying it's eighty two. Which this That's movie defied exactly because the black guy survived until the end. Well, there were two black guys. Well, the other one didn't die that early either. He died. He he made it to he the end. He wasn't the first one to die, which is all, not all oh, that matters. Oh, T.K. Carter? T.K. Carter made it, like, he was, like, the, like, second to last to die, yeah, I think. there were two black men in this film, and they both survived pretty damn near to the end. So, it bucked <laughs> that stereotype. Which is fucking awesome. That's great. You know, it, it, it follows the... Um, also, because we got more Keith David in this movie. Oh, yeah. Goddamn, cut Kurt Russell and Keith David to the end? I'll drink uh, to that. You've never seen... There's his sexual attention. You, but you Honestly, have... no. You know, I, was, I will say a lot of things are gay. There was nothing gay about oh, this film. Nothing. The, these guys were straight. Oh, no. These dudes are like just watching game and shows and smoking proof. weed yeah. and having a fucking a whiskey once in a while and having a good day. There is your proof that I do not see every room full of men and think it's homoerotic. No. I can just tell when things are homoerotic that y'all can't see. And just pay so, attention. Besides Russell and Keith David, most of these guys are pretty fucking ugly. <laughs> For the most part. I thought that Windows was really cute. Windows rules. Windows is the um, communications guy. Died. He's the he he's the guy who's always trying. And they're like, Windows, Windows, you gotta you, you, you gotta get a hold of somebody. And he's like, I've been trying 
For two weeks, I haven't heard from anybody. You think I'm going to reach somebody in two minutes? Shut the fuck up. And he's New just, York! New York, we need 10,000 10, subscribers. What are you doing? <laughs> and then you got, like, this other guy who's just smoking weed the whole... He has a joint in his hand. How much... What do we what figure he needs? What is his job? Him? I don't know what any other jobs oh, no. are. Well, There's we figured two out, doctors. The we figured him to be an eighth a week type of motherfucker. So yeah. that for six months uh, is it's three ounces. Is three ounces. We came up with three ounces. He needs a three ounce amount of weed. What's a what's a one gram cart equivalent to? Is that an eighth? Um, a gram. Well, that's concentrate. So actually, I'm not sure of the conversion rate of the concentrate <laughs> to actual. Cut this out too. I'm, I'm just genuinely too. curious. All right, we gotta. We really have to actually like talk about this movie. Yeah. Like we, yeah. Yeah. Been, we've been. What are you big. doing after this? I don't know. So. I mean, we, we brought Where the were steaming we? body back. So they bring the steaming body back, and they're asking Wilford Brimley, Dr. Blair, about it. And he's just like, it, it looks like it uh, mutated. and uh, it, 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 We caught it halfway through. It's the same with the dogs. Like, it didn't get a chance to Which fully... I called. And yeah. he pulled that stuff out of the weird mutated thing, and it was like, heart, liver, intestines, all normal. And like, so it was in the middle of transforming. It was transforming from the inside out, and yep. the outside wasn't done. And Wilford Brimley is on fucking point this whole movie. And he loses his shit. He has this moment where he's like, he runs this diagnostic. Oh, crazy. On this fucking Commodore 64-ass computer. It's so funny. And it's just a bunch of little blobs. It's little, just pixels. It's it, like worse than 8-bit. And it just says, foreign body. Cell. Foreign body. Take over cell. And you see it change color. Goes to next cell. And this goes on for like two minutes. <laughs> I looked away for a second and I looked back and the screen was doing this. And then it pulled away and the computer gave an output. And I was like, what is this? Oh, excuse me. No, this is just computers are magic. And he, yeah. And he's just like, hits a couple of buttons. Once assimilated, we'll take someone over every hour. The computer Entire can't tell planet. you this. Will be taken over in what was it 27,000 27, hours? That's entire a planet will be assimilated. Honestly, what computer yeah. program? Modern AI <laughs> couldn't do that. If that modern AI would just write you a weird poem, I'd be more suspicious that somebody was like pranking me with a weird PowerPoint that was pulled up instead of like the computer actually outputting that shit. Like, come on. So and that's why I was saying at that point I was like, that's why movies like this don't work as well anymore because the audience have got. And I don't think this is an insult to the movie or to people. The audiences are just now too well educated in too many things well, that's just it. to accept and to suspend disbelief in this yeah. way. Well, that's just it. Like, movies, that's why I love this movie, is it's so different from what we have thrown down our fucking throats every day. This is like, this challenges you. Because you fucking get to that ending and you're like, I want... Fuck you, I want an ending. But at the same time, could you even have an ending with a movie like this? I, I, I wasn't... You know what I mean? Like, not having it... Sitting there watching those two guys. And we'll, I'm just going to jump to the end. McCready, who is Kurt Russell, and Childs, who's Keith David, are the only two left. They've burned... The entire camp. They've raised the fucking camp. It's gone. Yeah, the reason I can't really Absolutely. remember what happens is just because it's the kind of the same thing over and over again. Well, you're, like, all, you're always in the same fucking room. They destroyed somebody. It's somebody else like Halloween might be time. It. They're playing tag, but it's real scary. So, so they're the last ones. And you sit there and you go, but one of them could be the alien. 
Neither of them could be the alien. These are two guys that fucking hate each other's guts. And they literally just have to stare at each other while they're going to die. Yeah. But are they? One of them could be the alien. And this could just literally take over the planet. I know you say it challenges and, and, you. And, and, and think about a movie like, um, uh, what was it? Um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I've never seen that. It has a similar ending. It, uh, all right, the original Little Shop, okay. where the plant wins. You don't have to say the original. That's also the version I know. Okay, no, I'm just, you know, <laughs> but not the movie version. The Not the Rick Moranis movie version, the Roger Corman movie version, and the theater version. The I plant remember wins. a movie version in which the plant wins. That was an wins. alternate ending in the Rick Moranis That one. is the only ending I've ever seen. It's, no, the real ending was um, they get married, and one of the plants is in their flower bed. <laughs> that was the original ending because people didn't like the test audiences couldn't handle it. I've heard that. Yeah, I think they Means. might have just put the original ending back on they, every version I've ever they, seen. Since. They mix it up from time so to time. So I'm just saying I don't think you have to reference. But I'm just saying, like anyway, the idea of you don't know if the alien won at the end is the that's the fucking scariest. That's the end of the birds. No, where see, literally they don't even defeat the I've birds. I've never seen that either. They just walk away because. What are you going to do? Blow them all up? There's birds everywhere. You can't kill them. They're going to keep coming for you. Well, you okay. live in their world now, motherfucker. And that's I why I gun. love this movie. Here's why I like those things better. Go for it, kiddo. The birds? Very yeah. clear. Man versus nature. Yeah. Sometimes you cannot win against nature. Another species will Should outdo not. you and force you to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. That's a good ending. Yeah. Uh, what was the other thing we were talking Little about? Little Shop. Little Shop? They are much clearer than that. They Aliens give you, took over the they planet. They give you a moral. Don't feed the fucking plants. No matter what they offer you, don't feed the plants. That was horribly <laughs> off key, but that's the ending. They tell you. This ending doesn't tell you anything. It it's not giving it. you a command. It's not moral. It feels lazy. It I, feels like see, they couldn't figure out what to say. I don't find it lazy because I just like that open ending of it. And, and that's... My brother is the same way. My brother hates the birds. He Say hates, something! He doesn't like when movies don't have a close. No, like, the ninth no, no, gate doesn't have you, an the ending. The birds has a close! The birds won! No, it actually doesn't. The, the birds win, and that's, that's the end of the movie. That's an ending! You know, but I'm if gonna... you made the birds nowadays, you'd have to, like, set off a nuke to take out a fucking, no! like, cluster no, of them. No, I don't think that's true. <laughs> I think the birds won is a good and clear ending. This is different than that. See, I thought the movie was so predictable in the first place <laughs> that you didn't need an ending that be completed for you. You knew where it was going already. You So you knew everyone's fucking dead. <laughs> okay. I was bored. As soon as those stakes got dropped, as soon as I knew nobody could possibly survive, the stakes were gone and I did not fucking care. So okay. you don't need an ending. So... Okay, so let's... Right, but if I stop caring about the movie, you have done something wrong! I love that we barely talked about the movie. I talk, did... no, I'm talking about the movie. I'm talking about how much I didn't like what they did. Okay, And again, but... practically awesome. Great, well-written script. But you have to well -written say... Well-written dialogue, the, the effects getting, were good, getting the setting was great. Getting to the ending is an amazing journey. Eh, it was good. In terms of just... It's a it's a slow burn. It's quiet. You, it doesn't. 
it doesn't have to jar you every two seconds. Yeah, no, that's true. It leaves you... It doesn't rely on jump scares. It No, it kind of does in a weird way, I would say, because there's really three crazy effects in this movie. Like, the big ones. There's the one where the dude's doing the defibrillator, Mm -hmm. and it goes to his chest, and it eats his arms. Right. And then that thing turns into a a fucking... But I'm not going to call those jump scares, because the the tension is so high. You didn't see that coming, though. No, but the tension is so high, you see something coming. A jump scare is when they pull something out of nowhere. Like, the music hasn't built to the point yet, and it comes out early. I'm saying in terms of the effects that they actually use, where you actually see the thing in action. Yeah. The dog. That's awesome. And um, when uh, what was the, the 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 blood test? Right. That blood test oh. is an the blood am- thing. That t- that scene is amazing. But I what? don't call that relying on a jump scare. That's using a jump scare effectively because you're not overusing it and you've set it up properly. Like we should be expecting something but to happen, but I didn't expect that to happen. They do like three or four tests. Exactly. And then they kind of just get to a point where they start making jokes. And that's why <laughs> yeah. it's not jump it, scares. But no, it is. Because no, but it's not. You start getting lulled into this false sense of security of like, is this test even anything? And then McCurdy's like, you know, we're just going to test one more on and if it just fucking blows up and you're like, holy and, shit. And you know, no, no, no. But you no, no, no. fucking jump. Don't even lie. You no, jump. I'm not saying a jump scare is something that makes you jump. You're not listening to what a, the definition of a jump scare okay. is. The definition of a jump scare is when you are lulled into a sense of security that is like you're not suppo- you're not supposed to be expected yeah. to be scared. Like it's like you're looking at a meadow and blah, a monster. This is, you're not looking at a meadow at any point here. And when they set up the scare, the dog starts shaking first. So you know something's going to happen. Okay. The blood, you know something's going to happen because they set it up plot wise. It's a jump scare in that it makes you jump will you admit the reason that it's good is that you are expecting to jump (laughs) and it makes you jump anyway that's why it's good effect but it's not a jump scare because it's not that dickish thing where it's like haha you got scared when somebody went really fast like that's not you don't need skill to do that during the blood i'm saying it's a skilled approach yes Okay. <laughs> here's, what's also interesting too about this is that the, the element of horror they seem to rely on more is they, they spend a lot of time alluding to the assimilation factor yeah. and there's kind of this ambiguity within it in that it retains a shape of like wondering it's like how much of it is this nightmarish consumed by the thing kind of a zombie element to it so and like because of that explanation of it a lot of the horror comes from this place of like uh, of like uh, the grotesqueness of all the of all the this practical effects you see before. Yeah. Yes, and I agree. So, so then what? And then so like knowing that you're that all these horror things before are like the grotesque things. When suddenly this one scare is like, and it seems like this was one of the first points where they really brought it back up again because they were experimenting and it had all been the grotesque. But then it was, I didn't see what the hell happened with the blood. It was just fast and it jumped out with you. Yeah. And that placement, that kind of continued pattern also lulled me into that false sense of security yes, on top of it. Which is why it was a skilled and an actual good scare and mm-hmm. not a jump scare. It was a, they put effort into it. See, I, the only reason I say it was a jump scare was. Because they take so long to get to that point that even the characters kind of let their defenses down. When, just like, before they do it, he's still holding the goddamn thing. And he's just like, holy! It's like, when you see Kurt Russell lose his shit, 
you know something wrong. That's like when you go to Bush Gardens and you're on the Griffin and you go up and it takes a really, really long time to get up there and then you get over the top and it gets over the top and it catches for a minute. Yeah. And you think the ride's going to break and it's not going to go down, but it does that every time to get you. Yeah. It's part of the experience. It's not Meadow, Meadow, Meadow monster. Another thing I love about this film are the little, there's little touches during the story that you have to pay attention to. Yes. It's a very narrative story. It's not just like, you know, oh, the slasher's going to come and kill you. No, it's like, no, you, you're you sitting there literally watching every kid. There's a scene where the dog, before it turns into the monster, goes into a room and you only see the shadow. So you don't even know whose room he went into. Yeah. You, there's a scene where T, uh, uh, Carter comes out and he's on his little roller skates. He's cooking dinner. And he goes, who keeps throwing that dirty ass underwear in my fucking garbage can? Throw that shit somewhere else. And it's torn up Long John's and the name's missing. You you know, McCready's jacket is found shredded and his name's on it. And, and they go like, and McCready through the whole movie is sitting there going, do they rip through the clothes when they shift? Like what? Like he's trying to work this shit out. And then there's that other moment. Where McCready has his own his own shack, and he goes, I gotta go up to my shack and check something out. And he goes, What do you gotta check out, McCready? And he goes, Well, I left yesterday. I turned the lights off, and you just look up, and the lights are on. You're like, Who's fucking around? What I think was really interesting, and what I think they should have made clearer sooner, was the fact that you could be the monster and not even know it. That I love. Because that comes out during the blood test. You realize everybody is not sure whether or not they're just some fully assimilated freak yeah. thing that's going to react when this happens. And that was something and I forgot. And that would have been really great for suspense to know earlier. But I feel like I find it out, and then like maybe ten minutes later, it's like, well, we're all going to die anyway. Well, so because- it's like, all right, well, so that stake was set up and then immediately kind of like not taken away entirely because they still can't trust each other or themselves but definitely lessened because it's like well nobody's gonna survive so it doesn't really matter who makes it out because the answer is no one you had an extra stake and then you took it away by adding a different stake it it was an it was a it was a weird card move that i don't know if i would have made this is a movie that the ending is so polarizing for the viewer that you either love or hate this ending. I think the ending is bold as shit. To to put someone It was well written. The dialogue The was reason great. I say it's bold is to put through someone through that excellent a journey with all these characters to flesh them almost all almost every character gets some kind of fleshing. They out. do. Not you know what I mean. Like, Fleshing out. You know, you know ev- who everyone is, even if you don't know their position, you know their personality trait. Mm-hmm. Where they fit in. They all kind of play off each other really well. And then you just have this kind of like... It just ends. And 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 the balls to do that, I just find... I, find I it, guess? I find it ballsy. I don't know. I, and like I said... It's not an ending for everyone. Yeah. Like the average film goer, I'm sure this I don't think this movie did great in theaters. It did very well. Like I remember seeing it on channel eleven. Like every Sunday it was like you threw it on in Halloween, whatever. This movie, I just find it so I don't know. It it, it it's it's a mystery. 
it's it's like Knives Out meets a fucking sci-fi meets a go- like a Cronenberg horror body horror movie. Okay. It's just it's a little bit of everything, and it comes from the guy who made Halloween. Yeah, I feel I feel like, it's so insane. I feel like people are gonna get <laughs> mad and like defensive about my reaction to this movie. If you were going to do that, don't. I simply like I know that this is just one of those things where it's like this was not for me. No, I was never going. This is not, this is straight up, this movie was made for people who watch movies for a completely different reasons that reason than I watch movies. My real life feels terrifying most of the time. I have really horrible anxiety. When I watch a movie, I don't need to experience more of that in the movie. I, I'm going to watch something else. But I think you just proved the point. It left That you, it does it well. No, it left you uncomfortable, right? Sure, yeah. And... That's what it was meant to do. And Why? as much as you don't like it because no, you're yeah. not used to that, you're Fine. not used to the 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 non-finality of a film. Like you need a fu- you need a you need a final act. This says fuck you, you're not getting it and lets you sit in it. And I think that's why I love it so much. Yeah, Real that's classic lame. German absurdism. <laughs> Mike gets it. I just, I don't know, man. Finish Did you story. like this movie, Mike? Oh, like, yeah. You, you no, I enjoyed it? it through and through. I enjoyed oh, the experience. You're not the exact same person. Yeah. Uh, but it was like, there were things within it that I recognized were kind of like, well, it, it kind of, it ultimately didn't matter because the theme was that it was, it was final in the end. Uh, and it was kind of like put a... In they kind end. of put that nihilistic filter over all of it. They're trying to save the world. And no one will ever know. Yeah. And the audience doesn't even know if they save the world at the end. And I, I just fucking love that. I just like That's you. another thing. The rest of the world like hardly seems to exist in this movie. I'm not thinking about it. But it them will when the rescue team shows up and unearths a fucking alien and unleashes it on a populace. They didn't do do anything to make me think about that either. But they didn't have to because they didn't I get guess. to that. They didn't have to. They didn't get to that part. No, they didn't. I didn't. It's all feel about it. these guys. So like, these yeah, those, guys. I'm just saying those stakes are there. Yeah, but they didn't make them clear. So I don't know if they get points for them. This is like an in-depth film discussion. I love it. Like we haven't really talked about the movie itself. My, yes, the the inner narrative critic is coming out, and I'm like, <laughs> you're not telling the story in a way like, that I'm I enjoying. Mean, come on, there are like, what about that touch with uh, Wilford Brimley where he loses his shit? And you're like, he's he's chopping. That was great. He's chopping up the plate, the the chopper. Everything. He just goes. They all just want to be us. No, yeah, there were. And he go and they lock him in a shed. And what happens? They come back like a, like two he's days like, later. No. And he goes. He's eating a, a can of beans. And they open up just this <laughs> this like door so you can just see in. And it, and you just see a noose <laughs> next to his head. And he goes. I'm good now. You can you can let me come right back in. Uh, I'm I I just needed some time to cool off. Um, I can help you out with anything you want. You know, he was he was figuring a way out. And then later on, you find out he dug a fucking tunnel under the shed and was building a mini spaceship to get the fuck off planet at some point. Which is ultimate shit that he found from like the chopper and everything that he was destroying. So. 
he was an alien the whole time. And at the same time, he was warning them because I think he knew he was becoming an alien. Yeah. That, okay, that's cool. It's just this constant... You said it's one of those things you have to watch twice to appreciate, mm. and maybe I do. Yeah. But that's also another pet peeve of mine where it's like, it's it's one thing if it's on Netflix and you yeah. can watch it twice and it's a show. Like, The Witcher, I can forgive for doing slow. that. This is a slow movie. Which, I will oh admit. Oh, man, my ADHD was going crazy. I was watching you watch this, and I'm like, are you okay, Mel? And you're like, no, I'm fine. And I'm like, I, I almost felt like I had to... Tap you just to make to, like no you did like you know when a phone shut like the screen shuts off you yeah. know, re-tap it that's how I felt with you like and, are no, you still awake okay just my kidding. brain will literally do that if it's not like engaged for long enough it'll be like okay I'm not needed right yeah. now let's do something else it's it is a condition so like literally this movie just was not made for somebody of my neuropathy but somebody else can watch it. But can you appreciate I appreciate so much of this. Like I said, individual story elements were great. Dialogue, excellent. Practical effects, man oh man. Great. That's... Direction, super awesome. The camera work, great. You great just hated the ending. I just don't like stories like this. You just don't like the ending. It's just, it's straight up just not my style. How would you... Forget the ending. It's the whole story is not my thing. If you could fix one thing about this film... What would you what would you do? Everybody's gonna hate me for my answer. No, I no, don't no, know what it no, is. No, no, no. You're, Hold no, on. that's just it. Films are subjective. The whole point of this show is to like you can disagree. That's fine. It's okay to like a movie, it's okay to not like a movie. I, I, I not like stuff. No, I know. I'm just I'm like, curious what you would do different. Because I, I always say what I would do different for movies you recommend to me. I know, but I can't think of what I would do different because here's when I think about what I would do differently with a movie, I think about like the style. And okay. I think the reason that I can't think of what I would do different is the same reason I can't enjoy the movie is that I haven't been immersed in the style enough to speak the language. You need I don't speak it's kind of like watching a foreign film. I kept disengaging because they weren't speaking the same like not language language but like brain language as me and I was going okay. to have to do work to translate and my brain got bored during the lulls. That makes sense. That I'm makes glad sense. it does cuz I felt a little crazy saying it. No, no, no. Like I said, there are you need more things popping off yeah to kind of I like guess, wake you up a little bit i guess and i wouldn't put more scares in i guess maybe i would i, I more, would have added more snappy dialogue the dialogue was good i okay. would have liked more of it i would okay. have liked them to talk to each other more i would have liked to get to know the characters better and you know what this is a, this was a problem in a lot of 80s movies especially a lot of 80s dudes movies okay. i feel like genuinely they didn't know how to flesh out characters in a productive way without using the show me method which don't get me wrong is a very good method it's probably the primary method you should use to explain their characters yeah. but dialogue and interpersonal conversation is important and like it was symptomatic of so many men in general in the 80s especially adult men to like not talk to each other <laughs> that it just wasn't written into a lot of movies i feel like so i need more of that to understand them because i'm <laughs> probably autistic hashtag actually autistic and i'm bad at reading subtext and so if they spoke to each other more i could have maybe understood a lot more of what was going on okay so like so maybe there was just kind of a barrier to entry for me i imagine a world where the office spoofs this fucking movie <laughs> because the office is a lot like this film and i know that's your favorite show and what i'm saying is it's just a bunch of different characters in a very confined space, dealing with bullshit. Yeah, which, 
And that's I mean, why I kind of thought people. you would love this. I do love it. I think, actually, Adam, you have hit the nail over the head because that is why I should have loved it and that is why I didn't. There wasn't enough character bullshit. I live for character bullshit. So and you needed more it, windows. You needed more of the pothead. You needed more of the guy on the roller yeah, skates. most of it was just... You need a more comic relief. Strong but silent men being in fear. Not even just comic relief. It didn't have to be funny. Like they just more, had, um, They had to fucking speak to each other. Yeah. I needed more personality. There okay. was very little personality in this film. I liked, though, the scene. I think they had a pretty good balance uh, for everything for it with that blood test scene where, like, they were talking to each Which other. Which was and, such bullshit, and the by back the way. <laughs> I just yes. love that McCready shows up and he's got a fucking Looney Tunes like roll of TNT in his hand. He's like, <laughs> and a flamethrower. He's like, come at me, fuckers. He's just like, we're gonna do a blood test and we're gonna figure this shit out. And they're like, okay, tie those three assholes to the couch. <laughs> I think this is a funny episode. <laughs> so rarely do I actually hate things. <laughs> and it's not even that I hate it. It just like so plainly wasn't for me that it's just like I feel great. I don't this. think you hated. I just. Feel like a gray maroon. This is a weird. It's a really well written dude movie. Yeah. It's a very intelligent dude movie. It's like just a lot of swinging dicks. It's a lot of alphas and a lot of betas. They kind of are sword fighting. And and there's like three or four alphas. There's three or four betas in this whole thing. And and any like I just love. I just. I don't know. I love this film. I, I absolutely, I adore this movie. I I think the writing is fucking superb. I think the fact that it came from a really cheesy, low-budget horror film that I accidentally, I rented this movie in college on VHS, took the thing home. I'm like, watch John Carpenter's The Thing. I pop it in. It's fucking black and white. What the fuck is this? Someone switched the tapes and gave me the original version of it, which came from like 1952 or something. It was like so that was cheesy. It's basically a bunch of it's the same concept. It's like but it's like four people and there's women in it, and there's a there's a bald like wrestling looking guy who's an alien and he's (laughs) just terrorizing him. It's dumb (laughs) as donkey shit. This just basically took it by name and said we're gonna make this as batshit insane as possible. And make it into a mystery. Like, it's a, it's, it really is, like, a mystery thriller. It's also a mystery that you're not really given enough clues to solve, so I don't think that's fun. See, I don't, I don't I agree. I like when there are just enough clues there for me to solve the puzzle, but there was no way I could do it in the amount of time I was given. Well, that's kind of the situation they were put in. Yeah. They, they were racing against the clock, but and there was no way they were going to be able to beat it. Do that. You, I want to be the one who can't keep up. That, if that, they're the one who can't keep up, I'm three steps behind. Uh, so you don't like being immersed in the experience. You like observing the experience. Yeah. But that's kind of the beauty of this is you're only like a slight step ahead of them. At all times. You know there's something there when they don't. The, but the, you're the dramatic learning, irony is very strong. You're learning the rules just as quickly as they are. Like, you learn it just before they learn it. So you're sitting there going, oh, no, 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 don't go in that room. The dog's in there. And you're like, eh. But then you're like, 
No, the, like you, they you do just it in a way you, that makes if you, you feel, find out what happens two seconds later. I think they do it in a way that makes you feel stupid instead of in a way that makes you feel smart because no, they're relying on wait. Here's talk. a theory: they're relying on your instincts <laughs> of no, don't go in that room instead of relying on you being able to put the evidence together faster. Than but them. it doesn't matter what room you go into in this movie, which is also it doesn't matter. Fine, I mean, whatever. You, when they drop the blood on the floor and the blood freaks out. You actually see the blood try to run away. That was kind of The cool. blood runs away. They kind of scattered. It was a yeah, they said, they're like, you could have gotten this shit on you. You could have, like, pushed a guy and he was an alien. All it is is cells that are changing one at a time. And that's why you don't know if you're infected. I also maybe would have liked this more if I watched it in a pre-COVID world. Oh my I am god! I'm so numb to that concept <laughs> now. Like I'm not numb to it. I still mask on the subway. But yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, no shit. So is everything. We're all risking our lives every time I we go outside. I get sick once a month. I could die any day. Who knows? <laughs> I love it. My life is nihilism. Give me something else. I am loving this episode. This is the weirdest episode we've ever done. And I, I'm, I'm absolutely adoring it. You're I mean, just here. No, yeah. like, like hey, it was buddy. great. We got Nell's brother in. Like, he's, he, like, and he is kind of on both our sides. And no, I, this, I, is the bri- this is the bridge of the gap. He's uh, playing I'm the kinda, fence. I'm, Meet the younger brother you know. How, how old are you, Mike? I'm uh, T. Swizzle here. I'm 22, baby. Okay. There you go. So this you- is my baby brother. <laughs> go. Go, go, gaga. And all that means is he's the youngest. I'm like, all right. Oh. I used to be like, oh, yeah, my baby brother. And people would be like, how old is he? And I'd be like, oh, not young. Not <laughs> no. young. I'm so sorry to have misled you. All right. So you want to wrap this up? You want me to wrap this up? How do I wrap? How do- no, I'm saying, know. are we wrapping you this up? What? Frankly, oh, I don't no. want to wrap this up because they fucking they didn't. didn't. Wrap it you want to keep going? Spike. No, no, no. I'm, I, that was a joke. <laughs> We have nothing else to say. I'm just saying I don't want to wrap you this up. You have nothing. I could talk about this movie for days. Fascinating. I love this film. Uh, like, I feel like this is how you're going to feel about Frozen 2 when I eventually show it to you. Frozen 2. I already know I'm going to hate it. I, I just already know I'm going to put like my Frozen head Did you like Frozen 1? No. I despise every ounce of that film. Why? I don't know. I just, I don't. Was it just because of the hype? Because I saw it before it had hype. The hype? I was hyped before that the movie ever came song, out. That song, I Can't Stand Josh Gad, is Adina Menzel in it? Yeah, I love I it. I hate her voice. I love Adina Menzel. Hate her voice, because it's the western sky and the fucking wicked and all that. I she was the witch in the west. Of course I she was supposed to sound like that. I hate that voice. I don't like her fucking Geico commercial. Like, I okay, look, like I've outgrown that. The only time I ever liked her, the only that time I ever liked Adina Menzel was when Fucking Adele uh, Yup, that was the moment. And I was We've like, talked about you this know before. what? I, I feel a little bad for her. And, and I felt a little bad for Travolta that Listen, night. I but you know what? Menzel. They all had a good time, so fuck it. You know what? I don't hate Adina Menzel. Was the reason it's I the same. To it's the same Broadway. reason I don't like an Encanto guy. Uh, Hamilton. Lin-Manuel. Lin-Manuel? I don't like Lin-Manuel. I just, Miranda. there's certain people I just don't vibe with. Oh yeah, they're not your vibe at all. I don't Adam, like. Adam, you are not a show tunes man. No, and that's why I don't like Adina Menzel. I just don't like. I'm not offended. My girlfriend doesn't like her either. Like, her pitch is not. This. I was a little, little child. There was this <laughs> thing at the Barnes and Noble. There was this lady who used to get dressed up as a witch and read storybooks to us. And she looked and sounded just like Idina Menzel. Oh, and Jesus. I saw her years 
years later, I, I didn't see her in Wicked, but and like was I, she was on the soundtrack. <laughs> but it sounded just like her, and it looked just like her, and I was like, it reminds me of Magical Storybook Lady, and also I can sing these songs, <laughs> and it was a whole confluence. I just died. She was a character from my childhood. How did we get on a Dita Menzel? Um, we were talking oh, about, because I, you're going to react to Frozen 2 the way I reacted to this movie. Yeah, I, I And I'm going that. to ask you how you think it should have ended, because it doesn't end the right way, and I think I have a better ending, and I want to see if you come up with a better ending you've heard, than I came like, up with. I, I, I won't get into it here, but you've heard my ending of Up, right? I rewrote the ending of Up, because I think Up has a terrible ending. I've only seen Up, like, twice. No, I think Up has the worst ending ever, and I've rewritten it, and well, my version will make happen? you cry more than the opening of that movie. I and I have told it to wanna people. I want to cry more than I do in the opening of that movie. I told curious. it to Jess, and she just went, oh my God, that's beautiful. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I wrote better shit than Pixar. All right, Mel. So, I'm going to rate right. this thing. I'm going 11. You know, you know my feelings. On, on all of this, you've made clear. Yeah, go we're to gonna 11. go. I say we go with Mike next. Oh yeah, I liked it. I uh, we I, go one to eleven, just in case you don't. Know. Oh yeah, eleven you, you is like this 11. is one of yeah. my favorite yeah. movies. You're of gonna all watch time. this every well, day. Well, why don't you just make ten a little bit louder? Well, she made well, up the... Well, they, the they 11 was originally because when we were writing articles, we were doing like lists of like the N-Stars 11 best things forever ago. Don't say oh. that name. Oh, I thought it was just the Spinal <laughs> well, Tap. I have to because of the alliteration. I thought it was just the Spinal Tap reference this whole time. I, well, that's what it came out of because she didn't know the reference and oh. I had to explain it to her and I said one day we're going to watch Spinal Tap. There we go. Um, but 11 for me is like The Little Mermaid, The Princess Diaries, A Cinderella Story. Yeah. You know uh, those. I got to give it room for growth, but I... Go for it. But I really did enjoy. I I, I think I, I'm tentative. I, it's it's between the nine and the ten. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really? gonna go ten. I really wow. did. I enjoyed this he movie. Is a my man. No. Fucking high five for that one. Until no. you meet our dad. That was, oh uh, my god! I can't wait to meet Mr. Weird. I really cannot <laughs> wait. I don't know your dad's first name. That's what I'm saying. Oh, it's Mike. Oh, it's Mike too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I made her choking choke. unrelated. <laughs> Swallowing the last dregs of a drink, I don't recommend it. You're just gonna turn into Mickey Mouse. I'm choking to death. <laughs> I'm fine. What are we giving it, Mel? Um, now that my face is a little less red. Oh my god. This is a six. A um, six. I'm sorry, oh. I didn't love it. It's above a five because I appreciate it practically for being what it is, but it is not a movie for me. I got a pain in my chest. I'm so sorry. <laughs> a six. I, if it makes you feel any better, you liked The Little Mermaid, but Will hates that movie. Do, 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 do. He won't Things watch it better. with me. <laughs> no, that that really that tickled me as far as the absurdism goes. That was great. What's that? The, the, little mermaid? the, whole, the head crawling across the room. That's what I said. It gets. It would have been a five because I was bored the whole time and I didn't I'm care. I'm buying a t-shirt of that, by the way. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm glad I watched that with you because sitting next to you during that as you were slightly disconnected from it made it more enjoyable to watch it from that comedic lens. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, no, it would have gotten a five because I was disconnected the entire time and I didn't care about anything that happened. But the thing is, it was a very well-made movie. And as a person who's been watching movies professionally, I guess, for a year, I can appreciate that on every level. It was almost perfectly done. I just uh, didn't like it. Okay, I'll let you go on that one. It was a skillfully made film. It just wasn't a film that was made for me to watch. Breaking my heart, kid. You're breaking my Don't heart. Me. I, I gotta stop. I, I've sung too many copyright protected songs. I think I whistled the entirety of the up theme three we'll times. Disney, we'll please don't sue me. I was a little off key. All right. So, uh, 
next week on the show. What do you got for me? We're going to watch one of my favorites next week because Uh-oh. we're getting into November and fall <laughs> and the perfect weather for something like Uh-oh. this because it's also not Halloween or September or Christmas. Uh, we are going to watch Pride and Prejudice, the oh, 2005 shit. version with Matthew McFadden and Kira Knightley. And are we going to have another guest star on? Yes, we are because Carly of... God, what was our show called? It was so long ago. Please help. Whistle down, pinkies up, <laughs> oh, and also one. please help. We had a show where we watched Bridgerton together. A lot of it didn't air. Um, we may much get like it back. the videos may, of this we, podcast. We may bring it back. But we're probably going to bring it back when we have a hashtag podcasting network. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Again, we talked about that earlier. Well, I'll just plug mm, our names. Well, we'll um, <laughs> so Carly's going to be on the episode, and she's also going to talk about it because we have a love of all things like Regency and literature and fancy, and we're going to really appreciate this movie while oh. Adam has to go through it because, like, it's like Bridgerton, but a little bit um, more intellectual and with n- almost no sex. Now, oh, like well, basically what's the no fucking sex. Point. <laughs> that was the only thing that made me want to watch Bridgerton. I saw a butt every once in a while and a boob. No butt. No butt in this. <laughs> no butt, no boob. No butt, no boob. Oh, and it's Kira Knightley. Okay, well it's Kira Knightley. So and I got no butt, no boob. It's Kira Knightley, oh. so definitely no boob. I'll that just have to rewatch me. Domino, unfortunately. It's just I just know that factoid. That factoid from the Pirates of the Caribbean, where they had to contour her chest so that like you could see anything. Uh. I think that's fun. No hate at all. <laughs> I love the flex. But you're not going to see both. Oh, man. So next week on the show, we are going to have Carly on for Pride and Prejudice. What year, what oh, year was 2005. that? 2005. 2005, okay. So uh, how did how, you enjoy the, uh, the show there, Mike? Oh, that was great. I am <laughs> so, for a second there, I thought I was going to guess on, uh, on Pride and Prejudice, and that would be... <laughs> I made him watch that once. He reminds me, not anymore, You've so got much, better hair uh, than but most when you were girls. a teenager, you reminded me of the man who plays Charles Bingley. Yeah, yeah, the, when you were like a little more dorky and happy. Now that I have a scruff and... <laughs> Depression? Know, yeah. yeah. You're, you, got that, you got that nice quaff, man. You're doing it's, all right. It's pretty good. Scruff <laughs> in the standard Irish... I miss having the long hair. Oh, uh, I just got the beard. It's uh, one day it'll fall out. I no, think. I think you'll be all right. I hope not. Oh, so so all the men on our mom's side of the family lose their hair. Uh, I don't know. But yours looks good, and Pop Pop started losing his. I think earlier, and Uncle Anthony, I think, started losing his earlier. You might be safe. The weird jeans might have saved you. The signs look good, but I don't want to tempt. I don't want to tempt anything. Knock wood. So as long as it don't tempt fate. Oh, no. But how I like the show? Yeah, no, it was it was a good time. Yeah, uh, fun. Come on, watch a movie uh, and. Uh, Bullshit. <laughs> and bullshit. I think I'd be curious to be on more of the knowing side of things. Get more of the opinions out that have been brewing for a while. We'll have, oh, to, bring, well, yeah. we'll have to bring you on with like one of your requests. We'll take you through a list. We have... We have You've watched a bunch of mine, because apparently, yeah, I don't know, we've raised together. Is it the same movie taste? Okay, well, we've seen most of the, almost all of the same movies. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. like, Adam's also seen... Like, he's seen Monsters, Inc., which was my first thought, because how the number of times this one made me watch Monsters, Inc., when it was Monsters, Inc., and both of the Larry Boy episodes of VeggieTales. Oh, yeah. Over and over and over and over and over again. Sometimes when we drove to North Carolina, it was your turn to pick the movie, and you picked Monsters, Inc. twice. Oh, <laughs> anyway alright boring so until next time uh, we're gonna do Pride and Prejudice with Carly we, we are and so, the uh, outro I, uh, I've been Adam Mock I have been Melanie Weir I have been Mike Weir I'm gonna keep <laughs> and we Weir. made you watch a podcast see you next time that's the joke I always make <laughs>